Father, I thank you that your word is awesome. I thank you that we are awake. Father, I pray that every word that comes out of my mouth was first spoken by your mouth. And it is a good seed upon good ground. And Father, I pray that every heart will be awakened right now. Awakened to righteousness. Their consciousness will be opened right now, Lord. I declare that every word that comes out of my mouth is good seed. It is hundredfold seed. And every person that is listening to the sound of my voice is good ground. And Father, I thank you that there will be a shift today. There will be a shift from the normal church into a supernatural church. Father, I pray right now for a spirit of wisdom, a spirit of revelation, a spirit of counsel, and a spirit of conviction to rest upon each and every person as we hear your word. That there will not be a single person in this room that fights against the word, that obstructs the word, that distracts the word, but we will all receive your word. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. Today's word is, in my opinion, probably the most progressive and the most deep word I've ever preached. And, and I need you to really be awake during this word. Forget about your plans, forget about your family, forget about your kids, forget about your money, and all of, all of that stuff. Just forget about anything. What's most important right now is you understanding the word. Are you a smart church? Yes. Intelligent. Yes. Right. So today, I would love for you to open your Bibles to Romans chapter 12. The title of my sermon today is Engineering the Cosmos of the Mind. So I will need you to be very smart today, okay? You're smart, right? You're intelligent. You can understand. Romans chapter 12, verses 1 and 2. Paul says, I beseech you therefore, brethren and sisterin, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies. Say bodies. Say bodies. Say I have a body. That you present your bodies a living sacrifice, wholly acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. That you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. I'm going to read it again and we're going to break it down before I get into my message, okay? This is the, the foundation for you to understand where we're going today, all right? Please don't think that um, cosmos is a new age term. Cosmos was a Greek term that was defined by the Greeks to, to sorry, to define the planets and the, and, and the cosmos, which means it is in perfect order. Cosmos means it's perfect order. Okay? Cosmos means perfect order. Say perfect order. 
New, the new age is a deception. But the new creation is a revelation. I'll repeat myself so that you don't think I'm a heretic. The new age is a deception. But the new creation is a revelation. Are you ready for the word? Are you sure? I beseech you therefore brethren by the mercies of God that you present your bodies a living sacrifice wholly acceptable to God which is your reasonable service. Now look at me for a couple of minutes. Paul is talking to the believers in Rome. He's presenting to them a model that the Romans have adopted. The model that the Romans have adopted in every city that they occupy, every nation that they occupy, as it is in Rome, it shall be in that new city. Which means the value system of Rome is what they inculcate in, in, and push into the minds of the people so that every single city that Caesar went to, he felt like it was Rome. So Paul is presenting the kingdom of God in a similar way. He's saying, Jesus says, on earth as it is in heaven. What is he trying to say? He's saying there's a value system of the kingdom of God that if you allow this value system to enter into your mind, now you, wherever God goes, he will find the kingdom of God. Jesus says, I am coming and I will see. He will say, I can, I can see faith. Where, will there be faith when I come? What's he trying to say is have you adopted the value system of the kingdom of God? Or are you still the same? So Paul is trying to say to the, the believers in Rome is do not be conformed to the Roman way of doing things because it's very easy because your life matters. But he's trying to say there's, there's a heavenly kingdom which is more important than a Roman kingdom. The heavenly kingdom is more important than any earthly kingdom. And Paul is saying, I beseech you, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies. Your body today is very, very important. Your body, every single person who is sitting in this room, hearing the sound of my voice, or even watching me, your body is very important. It is important to God. And Paul is saying, present your body to God. He's saying, present your body to God wholly as a living sacrifice, acceptable to God. And then he goes on to say that this is your reasonable service, which means you have reasoned within yourself to serve God according to what he says you are. Are you intelligent? Are you getting this? Right? So if God says that you are holy, then you, your responsibility is to present a body that is holy. If God says that you are the righteousness of God in Christ, then your responsibility to God is to present a body that is righteous. Amen. 
So which means that the thoughts in my mind define what I present to God. The way I think about my body defines what I present to God. For example, Christians still think they're sinners. And when you come into the presence of God, which if you're a sinner, you're out of the presence of God. If you're not a sinner, you're always in the presence of God. Hello? If you're a sinner, you come into the presence of God. And if you believe you're a sinner needing to get saved, then the body you are presenting to God is a sinful body. So which means that God cannot bless your body with perfect health if you still believe you're a sinner. God will not bless anything that is of sin. He hates sin. Paul is saying, I beseech you, I beg you, present your bodies after reasoning. It's your reasonable service, which means it's, it's the minimum requirement. The minimum requirement when you come before God, when you pray to God, is at least consider your body as holy. Consider your body as a living sacrifice. What does that mean? It means that although I live in Dubai, which is a beautiful city, and there's so much of luxury, I still choose to live a sacrificial life. If I consider myself as a living sacrifice, now God is attracted to my worship. Oh, come on. Come on, come on now. Here's another one. If I don't believe in my mind that I'm acceptable, God will not accept me. Come on now. It's here. It's in the scripture. It's right here. It's right here. It's your reason. If you don't reason within yourself that you are acceptable to God, how can God accept you? He's greater than your acceptance. He will accept you no matter what. But you will not feel his acceptance. Because you are filled with rejection. How many of you are holy? <laughs> Come on now. How many of you are blameless? How many of you are righteous? How many of you are still sinners? Hey, Come on now. You must get the word. If you still think you're a sinner, God cannot bless you. In fact, he removed Adam and Eve from the garden, which means that the garden was the place where they produced life. If you have, if you still think you're a sinner, you will continue to sin. Sin, the wages of sin is death. You will constantly produce death. Hello? If you feel like you need to stop sinning. Start thinking. <laughs> start thinking that you're not a sinner. If you start thinking you're not a sinner, then you will stop sinning. 
if you start thinking you are the righteousness of God in Christ and I am blameless, I am holy, there's absolutely nothing wrong with me. I stand before God and He loves me as I am. You will stop sinning. We're constantly presenting something or the other to God. You must understand that you live to present. You live, you exist to present your body so that God can use your body. So that God can use some body. Come on now. There's only first verse. Life as a church or a ministry is a ministry of transformation. We are, we are constantly being transformed. If you came here even one week ago for the first time and your second week, I'm, I can guarantee you that your past week was different compared to any other weeks. Not just church, I'm talking about the week. If you've been here since day one, my God, nobody even recognizes your old self anymore. I don't recognize my old self. If you've come here and if you've received the word of God into your mind and you've started allowed, you've allowed God's word to define who you are. Ooh, man. I was telling a couple uh, just the other day at three o'clock in the morning, we were sitting with them and I was like, I find it hard to remember the last time I sinned. I find it hard to believe I'm a sinner. In fact, I challenge you to think like this. You're perfect. I challenge you to think like this, that you are blameless. You know why people feel, think they're that, that there's something wrong with them? It's because they consider the opinion of other people greater than God's opinion about them. When you stop listening to the rubbish opinions of people, the negative opinions of people, and you start listening to the life word of God. Man, I'm telling you. You walk around perfect. Because God is not interested in a body that is full of blemish. He's coming for a bride that is spotless. The only way, please listen to me, he's coming for a perfect bride. Please understand this. He's coming for a perfect bride, which means the bride is being perfected before he comes. So if the bride doesn't think, if the church doesn't think that she's perfect, she will never become perfect. Oh, come on. I don't know. Maybe, Vivian, what do you think? Perfect, that's right. I would love to hear wives and husbands saying, my husband is perfect. My wife pastor is perfect. No, no. Why, why, why don't you think it's possible? Why don't you think it's possible? Because the problem is your Christ in you is too small to perfect the problems in your husband and your wife. Right? 
You need hope. Verse 2 says, and do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. It's amazing. So there are two steps to a transformation process. One step is believing what God says about you. Please listen to me very carefully. It's going deep now. This, is, this stuff now, what I'm going to say, is not what I've, pre- I've never preached it before. So you must open your heart and mind to this. When you believe what God says about you in your mind, you hear the word of God and you believe that this is what God says about me, now your body begins to get transformed into what you believe. The reason why God gives you his word is so that you can become like Christ. If you believe the word, you now are transformed into the very word that God speaks. If you think that, oh oh my God, okay, here we go. This is such a huge, oh man, this is such a huge task. I know me. I know my problem. The problem is that you keep thinking that you know me when you don't even know me. You should not even know me. You should not even know your old self. You know why? Because that old man died on the cross. The Bible says that you are a new creation. The old is gone and behold, the new has come. So the first process of transformation is I receive the word, I believe the word and I am transformed Body transformed into the very word that God says. So if God says, John, you are perfect, I am going to receive that word into my mind and I'm going to say, God says I am perfect. Even if I have imperfections in my life, God said I am perfect. Eventually, I will start manifesting perfect perfection. Do you understand? The reason for it is because God expects you to present a perfect body. It's not for you to, not for fun and games. It's for you to stand before God and say, God, as you say, I am. And I'm here to present to you a perfect body. Hello? Transformation, the only way transformation comes is by the renewing of your mind. Which means that I need to be able to be, I need to constantly be thinking new thoughts. Hello? New thoughts. Oh, how can I think new thoughts? Well, ask God. Ask God to speak to you because he he cannot, he does not repeat the same thing over and over again. You know why? Because if he says something, it happens. His word will accomplish everything that he sent it out to do. If he says, I love you once, it should be more than enough. He doesn't need to keep repeating, I love you, I love you, I love you, till you're convinced. Hello? Come on, open your mind, open your mind, open your mind, open your mind. When God speaks, it's done, finished. All of creation knows God loves you. Don't go to God and say, do you love me? Say it one more time. 
And then you don't hear what he's saying. And you think he doesn't love you, but he's already said it. He's already said, I love you before the foundation of the world. He already said, I love you. He displayed his love by dying on the cross and shedding his blood for you and giving his life for you. What more do you need? So Paul says that transformation comes in my body. It's important for you to understand that your body needs to be transformed. Not just only your mind. Your mind is the first place that your mind gets renewed, body gets transformed. Mind gets renewed, body gets transformed. Mind gets renewed, body gets transformed. Mind gets renewed. Mind gets renewed. Do you understand how it works? Two-step process. Mind renewed, body changed. If your body is not changing, I'm going to check what is in your mind. I told Kelsey, um, um, when we landed, because you know, we had good fun in America. We ate, um, what are they called? Those round things? Bagels. I fell in love with something called bagels. Uh, for breakfast, bagel, 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 and then bagel started appearing. <laughs> I came to Dubai and I said, just watch, in one week's time, I will lose all my weight. Not all my weight, but you know what I mean. Everything that America gave me for free, I, I not for free, I paid for it. But in, in a week, just shirts that were not fitting, just fit. You know why? It's because in my mind, I did not even go to the gym. Do you understand? I did not even diet. I was eating everything. But I believed in my mind that I will lose the weight and my body said yes. Do you understand? So... So re renewing the mind means making it new. Renewing is a lifestyle of constantly making new thoughts. Not process. Receiving new thoughts. Thinking new thoughts. Transformation does not come by thinking yesterday's thoughts. Transformation comes by thinking new thoughts. Hello? The reason why, and this is the second part of transformation, the reason why it's necessary, the second step, is because God says that we need to present our bodies to Him and to the world. Let me read the verse to you so that you can believe what I'm saying. And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may... Hold on. Let's read that again. Be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Please look at me right now. Who are you proving it to? The angels? You are proving it as a manifest son. You are proving your transformation to all of creation. When was the last time you woke up in the morning and said, look at me, all of creation? I am perfect. We find it hard to look at ourselves in the mirror and say, wow, you're kind of perfect today. Balding somewhere on the top of the... Yeah, just like, ooh, this is a blemish. Small pimple. Oh, it's on the nose. Oh, yo. Face value is gone. Oh, white hair. White hair. Why there's another one? 
the fact that you're breathing air should give you hope that God wants your body to be transformed. Come on, man. You should be like, oh my God. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you that I'm alive for another day. You want my body. I give you my body. It's very important you understand how important your body is to God. God wants your body according to how he says. If he says that you are perfect, it's your responsibility to offer a perfect body to him. So that he can take you and show you off to the world. He can take you and show you off to all of creation. Why? Because in your body, in the demonstration of your body, all of creation will see his perfect will. His good will. So that as they see his good will in your body, their mind will be changed and all of creation will be transformed into the very word that you received. Come on, man. I don't know if you're getting it, but... I will communicate it without getting, I'll try to communicate it without getting passionate. Okay? Please understand, the process is this. I, I come before God every single day and I hear his voice, his word. I need to receive his word, fresh word. It cannot be, God told me I love you yesterday. And today I'm like, oh, God told me I love you. So I'm going to think about I love you today. It has to be a fresh word, a new word, a word that God has never told you before. Come on now. You understand our God is limitless. He is beyond just language. He's not limited to just A to Z. He will communicate to you in ways that you have never imagined. In fact, he's communicating to you now. He's talking to you now. He's very passionate. But he's talking. Do you understand? And you must allow your mind, the renewing, you must have a value for renewing, making your mind new. You can't think you are sinner. You can't think you are sick. You can't think you are depressed. You can't think that you don't have money. You can't think those thoughts. You've got to think the thoughts that God says over you. The, you know, Bill Johnson says this. He, I love this statement. He says, I cannot afford to think a thought that God doesn't think about me. It's a beautiful statement. I can't afford to think a thought that God doesn't think about me. How many, his, his thoughts are so vast. How great are your thoughts for me, O oh Lord? Come on, th just think. I need you to think now. What, what, when was the last time you sat before God and said, God, what is on your mind about me? We are trying to get him to do stuff for us. Bless me, bless me. I need money, I need money. Bless me, I need a job, I need all of this stuff. And he's not even, he's not even interested in that. Because he knows that, that that stuff will come to you as you change. Let me tell you something. If you are thinking about what to do after church, in church, you are dishonoring him. You can't afford to think another thought. Hello? Can't afford to even close your eyes. You can't, let me tell you something, you can't afford to have a moment of lapse. Like, oh, I, I was like, oh my God, I sneezed. 
And I thought, oh, he's gone to the next point already. Or can't go to the toilet. That's another one. If I go to the toilet, I just don't get what he's saying after that. Just, you, you understand, what you're doing is you're saying, body, submit. Submit to the place as I place a value on the word of God. You understand? You're telling your body, stop functioning according to a natural man. You're not natural anymore. You're a supernatural man. Come on. So renewing, renewing the mind is an ongoing lifestyle. It's a lifestyle. I don't renew my mind on Friday and then Saturday is good because it's still new in my mind. And then by Tuesday, I listen to SoundCloud again. It's not new. You're still listening to the past. It's new now. It's new now. Right here, right now. Fresh revelation is now. If you miss this opportunity, you're living in the past. Are you with me? I'm telling you, this is new stuff. This is new stuff. Renewing the mind is an ongoing lifestyle of engineering the cosmos in your mind. We've got to understand that, that, the, that the mind is, our mind has been given to us by God with a choice. You can either choose to believe a lie, you can choose to believe the knowledge of good and evil, or you can choose to believe the truth. And if you fill your mind with truth, you become truth. Your body is truth. You don't become ashamed of it. Let me tell you something. If you're ashamed of your body, your body is full of lies. Your mind is full of lies. Think. Just, I need you to think now. If you're ashamed of your body, physical body, then your mind is believed a lie. You cannot be ashamed of your body. You need to be blessed by your body. Because God has blessed you with a body that is still functioning. God has blessed you with a body. You've got to believe the truth about your body. Man, God has given me life and life is in this body. And I'm here proud about my body. I'm on. Right. So I'm only on the second verse. Be transformed by the renewing of your mind. The first step in transformation is when I believe what he says I am, then I present to him a body transformed according to what he says I am. The second step is that when with the transformed body, we must prove to all of creation what is the good and acceptable and perfect will of God. You know why behavioral change doesn't work you know people have behavior issues character issues and they look for methods to change their behavior to change themselves and this is where new age goes wrong actually it went wrong from the beginning it's self-help 
behavior modification only makes a better version of the old man. Do you understand? The man that died on the cross, behavior modification and methodology only presents a better version of the old man. But you have no idea that God has made you a new creation. New age is trying to present a better version of the old man. You can think better thoughts. Go look at the atmosphere. Look at mother nature. Mother nature. You release into the, uh, into the cosmos and the cosmos will release it back to you. And it's all rubbish. You don't release anything into the cosmos. You just release oxygen and carbon dioxide. That's what you release. Lots of it. Just think about this. The Bible says that all of creation is waiting for you to manifest. You're waiting for all of creation to manifest. So what what does the word say, man? What does the word say? The word says that as my mind is renewed by the very word of God, my body is transformed according to what he says. When that happens, all of creation now looks at my body, not what I say, looks at my body and the manifestation of the, of, of the glory of God, the transformation, and now it begins to say, God has a perfect will. God's will for me is good. If God can change human beings, God can change all of creation. Hello, that's exactly what is happening right now. Forget about Greenpeace. You change. Everybody wants to save the planet. Nobody wants to save you. People are killing one another. They're trying to save trees. Stop trying to save what is seen. You allow the unseen to transform the body. When the unseen transforms the body, it's a message in itself. How did all of you come to our church? We don't do advertising. But there was a signal that was sent out into the realm. It's the new. There's a new sound arising from the Middle East. Life. And all of creation is attracted. How do you think? How do you think 200 million euros will come to a church like this? How do you think? Come on, man. We're not doing church. We're changing the world. But we change the world by changing our minds. When you change the mind according to the word of God, your body begins to vibrate the energy of Elohim. You begin to pulsate life. You begin to pulsate the air. People are not going, oh, 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 the old way, let us sing a song, brother. Get into the presence of God. No, 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 no. Come hang out with me and you'll experience God. Do you understand? You should have the guts to tell a person, come sit with me and you'll experience God. Why don't we do that? It's because we don't believe. We think that I need to go into a physical location in the presence of God, behind the veil, in the smoke and all that kind of... It's all good, ladies and gentlemen. That's the old man. You're a new creation. You have a new body. But here's, here's the thing that we, we don't understand. When God says that you're a new creation, the old is gone and behold, the new has come, 
There's no Christian on the planet that knows what the new creation is. There's never been a book that has been written about the new creation until now. Do you understand? There's never, there's nothing in this book or history books that talks about the new man. How do you, what is your identity then? As a new creation, what is your identity as a new creation? As Christ is. What is, now let me ask you another question. As Christ is, what is Christ? What is his new body like? Listen, please, please, no, no, no. Listen to me, listen to me. We don't know what his new body is. We, what we know is from the scripture. His blood was shed on the cross. Completely. So which means his body doesn't have blood. His body is immortal. Please understand that the Jesus from the Bible is not the same Jesus that he is today. Yes. Amen. The Jesus who is seated at the right hand of the Father cannot get sick. Come on. Amen. He can walk through walls. He can be in, in different places at the same time. He can appear and disappear. Please understand that the new creation has a new body. And Paul is trying to say, according to the renewing of your mind, your body begins to change according to who Christ is right now. Amen. 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 Yes. Yes. Come on. Yes. Do you get it? You're a new creation, Jimmy. What is a new creation? What is a new created being? There's never been anything like that before. Amen. How do you define this new creation? I can tell you. He can define you. You know why? Because there's no man who has seen the man, the new creation. And all the, new, all the people that have seen the new creation died. The disciples. So God who created the new man can define the new man to you perfectly. Please, please listen. Yeah, please you must understand. You must understand. The Jesus whom we know in the Bible is not the Jesus who is today. He's not Jesus of Nazareth anymore. He, is a re he has a resurrected body. He, he, he's immortal. And God's interested in you being transformed into who Christ is today. He's not trying to make you into Jesus of Nazareth because that Jesus of Nazareth took sin on himself. He's not interested in you becoming a sinner. He's interested in you becoming a new creation that has no sin in it. This is a new revelation, isn't it? What if I told you that you are smarter than you believe? You can get it. All the people in the front are saying yes. What about the ones at the back? Is your mind re being renewed as I speak? Because if you believe that you are smart, you'll get it. Why? It's because your brain will start receiving it. Come on, man. This is new revelation. 
I don't give a rip if anybody thinks I'm a heretic. Just read your Bible. I'm preaching the Bible. Your opinion of me only makes you what your opinion is about me. I am defined by who God says I am. I understand. But I want to tell you something, okay? I've settled it within myself that I do not care about what people says, say about me. What any pastor, any preacher, anybody, I don't, I don't care. You become what you say. I become what he says. And I am too busy being transformed into the image and likeness of Jesus rather than the old man. Come on, man. We must understand that the new man, the new creation. Do you know who the new creation is? There's one today. His name is Jesus. And we are all being changed into who he is today. Just think about it. He went up a mountain top and his whole body began to with glory. You know, we watch superhero movies and we love, we pay 30, 40, 50, 150 dirhams for a movie. And when we, we love watching that stuff, not realizing that's who you are. Who told you that you cannot fly? Who told you that you cannot disappear and appear? Who told you that you cannot translocate, relocate? Who told you that you cannot manifest money? Who told you that you cannot bend? Who told you that you cannot stretch? Who told you that you cannot walk through walls? Who said it? It's an old man. They are defining an old man. But I want to tell you that God has made you a new creation. New creation. New creation. How did God create all things? He spoke it into existence, didn't he? So, if you, if all of creation in Genesis 1, the, the cosmos, right? The galaxies, the planets, the stars, everything is in perfect order. Just by him speaking. Just think about your mind. There's a cosmos in your mind that needs to be developed, that needs to be engineered by the word of God. So when he speaks a word to you and he gives you what we call a prophetic word, hello, what we call the word for the year, <laughs> when he speaks a word to you, when you open your Bible and you're reading the Bible in the morning, first thing in the morning, when you receive a word from God, the you have to understand that he's, he is, when you receive that word, you are engineering the cosmos in your mind. When you hear the word of God and you say, I am what he says I am. You are engineering, you're creating, you're putting the planets in your mind. You're putting value systems in your mind. You're putting the stars, the galaxies, everything in its perfect order. You are creating the perfect order in your mind so that now the mind of Christ is being engineered in your mind. Amen. Amen. You must understand, people have spoken 
about it for years. You have the mind of Christ. You have the mind. But they never told you how to get it. Today you know. How do I get the mind of Christ? Is when Christ speaks to me. When he speaks to me every word. I take his word and I say I am what he says I am. When now when the, when the cosmos is, is, is in perfect order. Now life begins to flow. Now your body begins to transform according to the image and likeness of Jesus Christ. Hello. The new creation is your portion. The new creation is defined by the word of God. It's not defined by what Uncle Tom says and Auntie whatever says. It doesn't matter what your mom and dad says. What matters is what God has to say about you. There is nothing out of place when God speaks. If the son were to disobey God, do you think the son can disobey God? Even let's say it did. And it moved even one centimeter. The earth would, it will be incinerated. Do you understand? When God speaks, everything is in perfect order. That's why we come to church to hear the word of God. That's why we, we wake up every morning. I would not rather, I would not listen to any other word. But the first thing in the morning is I want to hear the voice of my creator. Amen. Why? Because he's creating me into a new being. Amen. He's making me into Jesus. Amen. The Jesus that has no option but to be holy. Cannot sin. You cannot sin. You don't even have the choice to sin. You're a new creation. Hello. You cannot be lazy. You cannot procrastinate. You can only manifest that which is perfect on the inside of you. And he is perfection on the inside of you. See, the, the issue with religion is... Christian religion is that people have spoken the word of God that was tainted with human opinion. And so churches and generations have been, like for example, the crusaders, they were, they were doing crusade, pillaging people in the name of God. Where does... It's not the nature of God to do that. It's not the nature of God to harm you. Especially if you're in obedience to him. If you love him, he, he displays his love by laying down his life for you. Such great love. Can I ask you a couple of questions? Are you sure? Okay. How many of you believe that the way you think has some effect on your life. Everybody. So which means your thoughts are intimately connected with your reality. Which means your thoughts in some way create your future. It's getting deep now. It's going to go deeper now. Okay. How many of you would say, are you listening? Yeah. 
that you have a clear vision for your life. Please listen to me according to what you've just heard. You're a new creation. You're not just trying to be a businessman. Hello. That's a, that's a, that's a, that's a wisdom of the world. You're, you're being a new creation now. Which means into Christ. As Jesus is, so am I. Do you have a clear vision of it? If not, let me, let me try and help you a little bit. Every human being on the face of this earth, whether you are smart, whether you think you're smart or not, you think about 60 to 70,000 thoughts per day. Okay? These 60 to 70,000 thoughts go through your mind every single day. And scientists have said, are you okay? Are you all right? Scientists have said that 90% of those thoughts were yesterday's thoughts. Do you see your vision for your future based on your past? Think about it. Think about it. 90% of your thoughts are from yesterday. Which means it tells me that people don't think new thoughts every day. If you somehow believe that your thoughts are connected, your thoughts create your reality, your thoughts create your future, if the thoughts you're thinking are about the past, then your future is creating a better past. Most of us have been living in the past, hoping to have a better future, but we're only making a better version of the past. We're trying to get out of the past without thinking thoughts of the future. New thoughts. And we're only making a better version of our past selves. Are you okay? I'm going to twist you a little bit more. So if you're thinking the thoughts of the past today, like for example, you woke up, let's say you're in financial debt, which people are in, credit card debt, let's say, in the banks, you know that you have to pay the bill. Let's say you wake up, you woke up yesterday, and the first thing that went through your mind was your debt. Nothing changed between yesterday and today. You woke up today thinking about your debt. Your thoughts create choices. Choices create behavior patterns. Behavior patterns create exp experiences. Experiences create emotions that trigger the same thoughts. And you're on a cycle. You're a cycle of the past. Please listen to me very carefully. I will repeat myself again so that you don't get distracted by yourself, by your old self, by your thoughts of your past. 
if you believe that somehow your thoughts are connected to your life, they say that by the time you're 35 years old, that who you are is a sum of your thoughts. You're a sum of your thoughts and your behavior patterns from year one to 35. I'm stretching you, I know, it's okay. How do I know you're stuck in a cycle? Is you sleep on the same side of the bed. You wake up and you go to the bathroom and do the same thing. You use the same toothpaste. You use the same perfume. You wear the same clothes the same way. You iron them. You do the same thing the same way every single day. You eat the same kind of food. You drive the same car. You spend your money the way your mom and dad taught you how to spend your money. So living in the past, oh, no, 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 brother. My, my parents have taught me to be a better person. Hello. They taught you to be the same person. They are. If you have 60, listen to me. If you have 60 to 70,000 thoughts a day, how many of those thoughts are new? God wants to make us a new creation. In order for us to present a body that is new, I have to think thoughts from God that define me as new. Are you with me? If thoughts create the life that I am living now, who, sorry, I have to ask this question, okay? Are you, some of you Indian? <laughs> I'm asking a question, are you Indians? Man, come on. Are you Indians? Some of you Africans? Yes. Yeah. Filipinos? Yeah. Some? Only one? Thai? Any Thai? Huh? Right. What is it? What is it? It's a word. You're an Indian that classifies you into a behavior. It's a cycle that says this is the way you should behave. So you wake up thinking, I'm an Indian. <laughs> so the first thing when you think of groceries <laughs> huh? should I uh, <laughs> listen listen to me listen to me you are a sum of the thoughts in your mind. We're not of this earth. Please. You're not an Indian. You're not from Pakistan. You're not from the UK. You're not from Africa. You're, no, 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 no. You're of a kingdom. That is of heaven. It completely removes racism out of an environment and brings family that accepts one another. Do you understand? Even being global, we're into global transformation. 
Globo cannot transform us and make it like them. The world cannot change us and say, this is who you are. Heaven says who I am. So, just think now. I'm giving you an extra thought to think up other than the 60 to 70,000 thoughts that you have. If you have 60 to 70,000 thoughts a day, how many of those thoughts are new thoughts? How many of those thoughts are God's thoughts? We leave God's thoughts to a message on a Friday. How much are you being transformed into the image and likeness of Jesus during the week? I want to pose a challenge to the church and everybody that's watching me and everybody that's listening to the sound of my voice. Are you ready for it? This is a new challenge. We're going to apply it at the life group level as well. This is the challenge. It's called a new thought challenge. We are going to think one new thought per day. Just one. Okay? Clapping, I'm so grateful. Now just wait for the second part of the challenge. One new thought about yourself, one new thought about your family, one new thought about your business and your workplace, one new thought about the city you live in, one new thought about your church, one new thought about your car, one new thought about the environment, one new thought, everything, one new thought. You cannot look at Pastor John without thinking a new thought. We cannot look at each other the same way according to the past. I've got to look at Maria according to who God says she is. Anybody want to become prophets? This is how you do it. Come on, man. You want to step into the prophetic? It's the challenge. Give new prophetic words every single time you meet people. Ask God, what do you think about Patrick? What do you think about Vincent? And instead of thinking about their past, think about who God says they are according to the new creation. Hello, it completely changes how you look at people. But secondly, look at what God says about First, allow him to define your life. Anybody up for the challenge? Deborah's looking at me like she is wanting this challenge. But here's what, here's what we're going to do. Here's what we're going to do. Because we are part of a family and we're all accountable. Every day, this is the challenge. That was only the definition of the challenge. The challenge is, I'm going to send my life coach. One new thought a day about, that God says about me. Good challenge, isn't it? Now, don't, don't send your life coach a message saying, God told me that I'm awesome. Listen to me, listen to me. Listen to me. Hello. Listen to me. Because you need to present a body that is awesome. Challenge. You know what's happening right now? I've thrown you into an unknown. That's what happens when God speaks. He pulls you from the old 
and brings you into the new. The new is something that nobody has ever defined. Only God can define who you are. You are a new creation. Right. New. Are you guys up for the challenge? Just remember, I've seen it. I've seen you. Put your hand up, screaming. See, the life coaches are going to send me and Kelsey. The heads are going to send Kelsey and me. Every day, one word, one new thought that God has for you. It's simple. Just simple. One new thought. I was just giving an awesome, that awesome, as just an example, God can tell you you're awesome and you can become awesome eventually. And we will believe every word that God says. Just watch out for this. God will never define you according to your past. God will define you according to his future. Listen, listen to me, listen to me, listen to me very carefully. God will define your future. He will define you according to his future. Okay, so when God gives you a word, just know that even if you're not manifesting it, you will manifest it. Why? It's because as your mind is renewed by what God says, now your body will begin to manifest it. If God, the Bible says that Jesus took your sickness on the cross 2,000 years ago and you are not sick but you are healed... Now you receive a word says that says, I am healed. If I am healed, now my body needs to manifest health. Are you with me? How many of you are up for the challenge? Keep your hand up. Keep your hand up. Keep your hand up. Put it, stretch it up. Stretch it up. Yeah? So, all of you are. Okay? God is your witness. Send your messages to your life coaches because of accountability. You know why? Because the minute you send it to your life coach, your life coach will begin to see you according to the way God sees you. And so life groups will completely change because the language, now I, I don't look at you as your old self, I look at you according to who God says you are. We are going to define you according to who God says you are. You okay? Some of you guys are in, in Kelsey's and my life group, Abu Dhabi. Trust me, Abu Dhabi will flip upside down when they find out new creation is coming from Abu Dhabi. You understand? Right. One new thought a day. One new thought a day keeps the doctor away. That was a good thought. You know, over the... Um, uh, we've started life now just over four and a half years. And, and uh, for the last two years, I, I've been working. And, and suddenly, one day when I was sitting down, the, two years ago, the Lord spoke to me and he said, I'm calling you to be a businessman. Okay? Did I have the money? No. Did I have the investment? No. Did I have the business idea? No. Absolutely nothing. But what I said was, be it unto me according to your word. 
when he began, when I said that, I be, something shifted in the atmosphere of my mind. Something shifted in the cosmos of my mind. Just all of a sudden, there were new, the reason why I love this picture is because every time God does, says a word to you and you believe it, you see those dots, right? Those are, that's, the, that's, that's what you would look at the planets and the stars and everything in, in, that is perfect. Those are value systems. Those are prophetic words that God gave you. Those are words that you have received from God, that, that fresh new word from God. It, it becomes like a point in your mind. And when it becomes a point in your mind, you, you, you receive it and it, it starts renewing your mind. When you start speaking what you're thinking, now, the dots begin to connect. You start creating wires that begin to fire together. Do you understand? When that happens, now your body starts manifesting what your mind is thinking. Okay? When you receive a fresh word from God, you receive that word. And, and now, I, I was like, oh, I'm a businessman. I'm a businessman. I stopped saying that I'm working. Like in the sense, I, I did not consider myself as a, as a guy who has a job. I'm a businessman managing my company's business. You understand? It completely changed the psychology of how I would see my job. Because now I became a steward of God's business. And so two years in, I, I walked around, I told my colleagues, I'm, I'm a businessman. I started prophesying, I'm a businessman. I'm a businessman. I have multiple businesses. I told Kelsey, I'm a, I'm a businessman. The way I talk to business people is different. The way I, I conduct my businesses, my, my business is different. Jesus did not have a trade, but he was a businessman. He says, I'm about my father's business. But you must understand, I walked around saying I'm a businessman and I would speak to business people in this church and I would give them business counsel and their businesses would flip and change. You understand, I knew that, that this was a calling over my life, but I did not step into business yet because I, I wasn't ready. My body wasn't ready to manifest business. Two years in, one day, it just fell into place. In one instant, I had a business, I had three or four businesses. I have three or four businesses. The fourth one is, is still being formed. But three business, in, in, in a span of two months, everything just came, happened. Deals were done, investments, everything, money, everything is falling into place. Only, it's, I'm not even trying. I'm not even going to people saying, Give me, I need investment, I need this, I need to do that, I need to do this, I need no, no, absolutely nothing. We're just going through life and manifesting business. I can't tell you some of the things that have happened right now because they're not yet manifested in the physical, but people have come to me with commitments that are absolutely out of this world. But I want to tell you something, that when you, when you believe who God says you are, you must confess what God says you are. When you confess what God says you are, your body begins to manifest what God says you are. If God says you're a new creation and you think you're an old creation, I will never change. I will only be the same. Trust me, you will only be the same. And God is looking for the new man. God is looking for the new creation. He's not looking for Mario. 
The old man. He's looking for Mario, the new man. Mario is a new man. It's taking some time, but it's coming. It's coming. No, not the clap. Mario. The new man. New creation. If, if you're thinking about, oh, how am I going to pay my debt? Oh, man, you know, my life is a misery and I don't know how I can get out of this. Oh, I got the answer for you. Change the way you think. If you can change the way you think, you will manifest what you think. The reason why people manifest sickness is because they think they're sick. They don't believe that Jesus healed them. Some, some, of you, some of you might be like, oh God, John, you know, this is good mind stuff. Show me in the Bible. Right? I'm, I'm glad you asked that. Because I would love to take you to Mark chapter 5. This is a story we've heard so many times. But so many times we've really missed what's happened here. Verse 25, Mark chapter 5, verse 25. And it says this, Now a certain woman had a flow of blood for 12 years. <laughs> Some women cry for having a flow for five days a month. This is 12 years. Just think about that. And she had suffered many things from many physicians. She had spent all that she had and was no better but rather grew worse. But when she heard about Jesus, what did she do? She heard about Jesus. What did she do? She heard about Jesus. I'll repeat myself again till you get it. She heard about Jesus. And she came behind him in the crowd and touched the, his garment. For she said, if I may only touch his clothes, I shall be made. And immediately the fountain of her blood was dried up. And she felt in her. Come on, man. Where did she feel it? That she was healed of the affliction. And Jesus immediately knowing in himself that power had gone out of him. Turned around in the crowd and said, who touched my clothes? And his disciples said to him, you see the multitude thronging you? Jesus, what's up man? And you say, who touched me? And he looked around to see her. It's very important you get this. He looked around to see her. Oh man, I, I don't know if you got it. He, in the crowd, the disciples are saying, so many people are touching you, Jesus, but Jesus was looking for who had done this thing. But the woman, fearing and trembling, knowing what had happened to her, came and fell down before him and told him the whole truth. And he said to her, daughter, your faith has made you well. Huh? Your faith. Has made you well. Go in peace and be healed of your affliction. Now, everything that I was saying so far is right here in the Bible. 
okay? This woman had put a faith in doctors, which means she went from Alzara Hospital. <laughs> huh? Then give me some other names. Zuleika Hospital. Then she went from that hospital to Saudi German, and then German Saudi, and then American, and then African. And all the hospitals because she, she believed that those doctors could do something about her sickness. She believed. She, her mind was renewed by what man could do. Her mind was renewed by what the old man could do. Please pay attention to me. You will understand what it means to be a new creation now. She put her faith in a doctor whose knowledge is of this world. Who is not even, who does not even believe in Jesus, who is not even a new creation, but has a, he, he's manifesting an old man. And the Bible says that when she put her faith in him, that her, she spent all her money that she had and she became. When you think the thoughts of the old man, your situation goes from bad to worse. When you put your faith in man, your situation goes from bad to worse. In fact, you will lose all your money when you put your faith in a man. In an old man. But when you put your faith in a new man, the new creation, when you sow your money into new creation, it's completely different. It's completely different. Don't think I'm condemning Christians. I'm not. I'm actually telling you to put your faith in them. But not just any Christian. New creation. Hello? Are you with me? Are you getting the word? Okay. So, one day, Jesus is doing all these miracles and she hears about him. She didn't hear about another physician. She heard about a new creation. Ah, she had a? When people look at you, do they have the old thoughts or new thoughts? Okay, I'll just leave that because that's quite deep for you. I think you're already feeling the weight of my message. Please, li please listen to me. If people come into your presence, do they experience the new man or the old man? Oh, I don't know, man. This, you know, Priya is just the same, brother. Same. Amos. See, what's, what's happening is your old mindset is manifesting the old man. And when people come and hang around you, do they experience the old man? Oh, this is just my personality. That's rubbish. It's not your personality. You're just manifesting junk. It's your old man. We're not interested in the old man. Because if I give my time to your old man, I am losing money. I'm losing everything that I'm putting my faith in. I have no time for the old man. Don't talk to me about the old man. Talk to me about the new man. Because the new man changes my life and changes your life as well. Don't come to me with your problems because that's not my problem. That's your old man's problem. Pastor, we need counseling. 
I would love to counsel you according to the new man. Do you have time? I'm not interested in what she said or he said. Because that's about the past. I know you think I have time to sleep over your thoughts. No, I've got 60, 70,000 thoughts that create, that need to create the new man in me. I don't have time to waste. Hello, please. Pastors have been drowned in your sorrow of the past. They are called pastors. <laughs> we need. <laughs> We need to redefine the role of the pastor. It's the future. You can call me future from now on. It'd be beautiful, right? When we look at a person and say, man, you're the future, man. You're the future. You're the future. You're a new creation. You're the future. You will never be the same again after today because you are the future. Right. That was a side note. Right. See, listen, we, we think we cannot handle a problem. So I need to go to the pastor and I need to seek his wisdom. But what if I told you you could go to God? And if you receive a fresh word every day, you won't have the problem. Wives will not have the problems with their husbands because their husbands are new every day. They wake up and they're new every morning. It's like new mercies every morning. It's like new glory. Wow. I'm, I can never get fed up of this man because he's full of new, new things. I'm discovering new things about this woman every day. Hello. Am I preaching to the right church? Like we're like, uh, Pastor, you know, let me tell you about my wife. Man, from the time I go home till the time I only nagging. What is she nagging? Change the nagging to speaking life, speaking new things. If you see something negative, speak the positive. If you see him drinking, just say, One day I see you not an alcoholic. One day I see you as a person who is not under habits. You don't have vices. I see you as the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Now your husband and your wife starts manifesting righteousness. Your kids actually start manifesting righteousness. Stop calling them dumb and wonder why they're not studying properly. Speak life over, your, over the people in your life groups. Speak life over your boss. You wonder why your boss is treating, like you, treating you like you, you know, you're a slave. It's because you think you're a slave. And you think he's a slave driver. I don't want to go to work. I don't want to go to work. I don't want to go to work. No, what if you had a new thought about your work? And you went into your work with a new mindset, a new heart, a new attitude that completely changes the, everything about your job. It's a new creation, new creation. So this lady, we're back to the lady. In, in, in Mark chapter, um, sorry, in Matthew chapter 6, don't, don't go there. Matthew chapter 6, it says that she thought, she said 
within herself. She didn't, she didn't just, she didn't just, Angelo told me about Jesus. She didn't do that. She said within herself. What did she do? She created a cosmos that said, God is my healer. Jesus is my provider. Jesus is my healer. And when she created a value system for Jesus, now it caused her, her body to do something she has never done before. Please understand this. In those days, we never had the women, um, what are they called? You know, the sanitary wear. They, they did not have those things. And if she was bleeding for 12 years in a crowd, she had to get on her knees and crawl between men and, and people stamping her hands and doing all that kind of stuff just to touch the hem of his garment. It caused her to do something in the physical because she believed, she created a new cosmos in her mind. When was the last time you did something new? When was the last time you thought something new and your body actually did it? You wake up on the same side of the bed, brush your teeth the same way every single day, drink the same coffee. After a couple of months, you will stop drinking that coffee because the new coffee is coming to town. <laughs> but the point, point to what I'm saying is this. We are comfortable with the old man. I like it. Because we are too scared of the unknown. But God is, he's, you can't help it. He's thrust us into the unknown. Yeah, unknown. New creation. What is that? I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm allowing God to redefine me. You have your own. Everybody looks to the man in front. Can you please define my identity? Hello, just please go ask him. The one who created you as a new creation will be the perfect one to redefine who the new creation is in your life. Why do we look to other people when we have the one who created us to, re to define who we are? See, the problem is that we are too lazy. We like the comfort zone. Yeah, I don't like to do things for myself. Pastor, can you please pray for me? <laughs> just, just think about this, okay? <laughs> just think about this. Jesus, Mary, and Joseph. All in heaven. And I'm asking Joseph to put in a good word for me. That's basically what you're saying. When you say, Pastor, please pray for me. You say, Pastor, you're close to Jesus, no? Because you're holy. God has called you to, to preach the word. Huh? You have wasta. You have connections. You can answer the prayer better than I can, Pastor. But what if I told you that if I did it, I would rob you? of an experience of coming out of the old into the new. Yeah. 
we must come in, we must come into a place where you stand before God for yourself. You, you be accountable to God for your life. Don't lean on somebody else to speak a better word on your behalf. Jesus does it for, for you. Are you okay? This woman, she created a cosmos in her mind that caused her to get out of the comfort zone. To step out of the comfort zone. Let me tell you something. Everybody touched Jesus. But he looked for her. Think about what I'm saying right now. He looks for the new. God looks for the new. That's what Paul says. Man, I beseech you, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your body as a living sacrifice, holy, blameless. This is your reasonable sacrifice. Like, which means you have to reason within yourself that you are holy. If you're not, will God look for you? I'm holy. I'm blameless. I'm righteous. I wake up every morning with God saying, you're perfect. And he sings over me. He doesn't just give me a word, he sings over me. He speaks to me while I sleep. Fresh revelation. Mysteries. When I open the Bible, it's not just words on a page. He's talking to me. He speaks to me. He goes beyond the lines, beyond the pages. I was reading 1 Corinthians 14 where it says, pursue love above all things. And he goes into talking about speaking in tongues and prophesying in the church. And Paul says, hey, 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 pursue pro prophecy because it encourages people. Because when you speak in tongues, you're speaking mysteries to God. And God said, everybody runs after prophecy. Nobody's running after the mystery. You know how I got this revelation? By speaking in tongues. I just spoke in tongues. I created a cosmos in my mind, ladies and gentlemen, that God, my Father, is the source of my life. Jesus, His Word, is another dot in my mind is another value system. I created a value system in my mind. Every time I think about God, He is the source of life. Everything that I need. I don't need food, but my life comes from Him. He gives me abundance through His Word. He gives me life. I experience life because of His Word. Now I've created two value systems in my mind. I created a cosmos that says that I cannot receive life from anything or anybody else except God. God is the source of my life. I don't look for money. I have everything I need. Why? Because God is the source of my life. This, when we begin to create a cosmos, a creative value system in, my, in our minds, now when we face circumstances and situations, we're not running to the old man. We're not leaning on the old man. We manifest the new man. Are you with me? God is looking for people who can manifest the new creation. He's not looking for people who will be Jesus on the cross. There was only one, more than enough. 
You don't need to hang on the cross. You don't need to suffer. You don't need to cry. You don't need to carry sin. Give it away. God is calling you into new things. God is calling you into a new realm of glory. God is calling you to manifest a body that will not get sick. A body that will not be hindered by the weather. A body that will not be hindered by a building. You'll be able to walk through walls. You'll be able to talk to people without opening your mouth. Come on, man. We've got to think beyond that. We were, we, were driving, we were driving to a meeting and, and I told Kelsey, I, 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 was, I was thinking a thought. I wish I could call this person on the way to the meeting. And within five seconds, the person calls me. Do you, do you understand what, what a new creation is? That you can, you can transfer, you can be in your bedroom and somebody else's house speaking life to them. Do you understand? Many people in this room have had me appear in their, ho- in their homes. Not just in their dreams. I've appeared in their homes and I've spoken to them the word of God and left. I appear, I come into your mind more than you really think. You hear my voice more than anybody else's voice. You don't know that you're making good choices because I'm speaking into your mind. I don't need to stand in front of you. I sit in my house and speak to you. Please listen to me. I'm a new creation. I'm not limited by time or space. You're a new creation. You are not limited by time or space. If you need a raise in your salary... Speak to your boss. That, now, you know, you know how when I, I just hit a wall, that's the old man. When you don't believe, that's the old man. Come on, I'll wait till you wake up. You must understand that if your husband is not behaving according to Christ, then you can speak Christ into his mind. You can call out Christ. Hey, you know. Let me tell you something. When we never had money, I called money. And money came. When the church needed 70,000 dirhams in one week, I sat in my car. You, Kelsey is, is a witness. I sat in my car and I sent word. And I brought money. 70,000 dirhams came in one week to pay the bills of the church. Please listen to me. I'm not fooling about what I'm saying. I know what I'm saying. And I'm calling you into a better life than what you're living. But it all begins by you thinking differently. Stop thinking religion. This is not religion. This is new. This is not new age, this is new creation. Come on, put your hand on your heart and say, I am a new creation. The old man is dead. And behold, all things are new. I will see myself as a new being. I am defined by what God says I am. Amen. It's very interesting that Jesus says 
your faith has made you well. A lot of the times we think that faith grows because of reading the word. She didn't have the Bible. When you create a cosmos in your mind, that cosmos becomes the platform or a roadmap of faith that accesses God. She said within herself, if I may touch the hem of his garment, I will be healed. She created the cosmos in her mind. And when she did that, it created a platform of faith that connected her to God. That when she stepped out and held the hem of his garment, she accessed God more than multitudes around Jesus. Let me tell you something. New creation. You have access to God that normal Christians don't. You must be clapping for yourself. Yeah, you must clap for yourself. Not just for me, for you, for you. My God, I just... Yeah. <laughs> Congratulate yourself. Like really, man, you should be like, my God, my life has changed right now. I'm a new creation. I'm a new creation. <laughs> I have access to God that even normal Christians don't have. Because the normal Christians are still trying to do behavior modification. I'm not doing behavior modification. I am manifesting. I am manifesting the new creation. Father, I ask you, Holy Spirit, give us the grace to receive this word, Lord. I'm not going to give up till my people get it. Please understand. Please, people, wake up and understand what I'm saying. You are a new creation. That old person died on the cross. And only God can define you every single day. 60, 70,000 thoughts. If you can submit 10,000 thoughts a day to a new way of thinking, to the way God thinks about you, my God, do you know what you'd become? Don't think, what, 10,000 thoughts? Right now, you've probably gone maybe about 100,000 thoughts in an hour because of what I've said just now. So many things are going. <laughs> All I'm doing is I'm pulling you from the old. Stop thinking. Stop thinking according to the old man. Change the way you dress. Change the way you brush your teeth. Every day, do something new. Every day, do something new. I put a challenge to the husbands and wives. Every day, do something new for your wife or your husband. Come on. Every day. You know how? It starts by having a new thought about your wife or your husband. It would be so beautiful to not live in the past. If you have the same thought you had yesterday, today... You're stuck in a cycle of the past. And you will only manifest the old man. It's a prison of war. Because the old man is still trying to fight sin. The new man has overcome sin. 
The new man is not limited by time or space. The new man does not live by, by bread, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. Come on, I'm, I'm pushing you into a realm that you must go, that you, this is natural for us. If you have an old thought, it will lead you to all choices. All choices will lead you to all behaviors. All behaviors will lead you to old experiences. Old experiences will lead you to old emotions. Old emotions will lead you back to the old thoughts again. Let's say you have a new thought about yourself, that you are handsome, that you are beautiful. Some of you are like, I don't know, pastor. I saw myself in the mirror today. But if I told you, if, if you believe that God is speaking through me and I said that you are handsome and that you are beautiful, the women are beautiful, men are handsome. <laughs> the men are not beautiful. <laughs> anyway, what, what, if, what if you take that one thought that you are handsome, you're good looking. Please, just, you're a new creation, right? You're good looking, you're handsome, you're, you're handsome, dashing through the snow. <laughs> Let her, let, let's, let's just say that this was the thought that God, I'm, I, you are beautifully and fearfully made. You are handsome. Like you, 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 you think that thought. Now the whole day, you allow this, the cosmos in your mind to believe that you are handsome. You know what you will go and do? You'll put your hand in your wallet and you'll go and buy better clothes. Why? Because the clothes need to complement my handsomeness. <laughs> <laughs> please, please, listen, listen to me. You made a good choice. Listen, listen to me, listen to me, listen to me. You made a good choice. Now you make a better choice to eat good food. Right? So good choices lead to good behaviors. Good behavior patterns. Now you can't walk around thinking you're a, you're, you're a stinking guy. Like you're, you're ugly. Like you can't treat your other people like you are ugly. You can't, you can't, you can't lower your standard. Hello? Do you understand? If you're, if you're handsome, you can't, you can't walk around thinking you're the scum of the earth. You walk around with your head up high, which means your value goes up, which means people in companies want to hire you because you have a value for yourself. So your behavior changes. When your behavior changes, now you begin to experience people treating you better. You, you, because you're treating yourself better. That's right. And now you, you, you've experienced something new and different. And now you like it. And now because of that, now there's, a, there's an emotion of joy. There's an emotion of happiness. Now I feel confident with myself. I feel, I feel like I can, I can talk to people. I, I'm not shy anymore. I, I'm not fearful anymore. I can, I can actually have this conversation with people and hold my head up high because I know I'm handsome. And now that emotion leads you back to making another choice tomorrow. Well, I, I need to make another choice. What, what's another choice? Oh, well, I'm rich. Whew, I'm rich. Man. I'm not looking in my pocket to define richness. Now, I, I be, I'm rich in my mind. Why? It's because God 
is my provider. And God is prosperous. And because God is prosperous now, he tells me that I have, I'm calling you to be prosperous. And now if he says I'm prosperous, I'm going to believe I'm prosperous. Now, handsome, prosperous. Whoa, man, I'm a millionaire right there. I'm a millionaire that looks good. I'm, yeah, I'm walking around not like I'm a poor guy, but I'm walking around because I'm rich. I'm, 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 I, can, I can walk. If you pull a Bentley, it's got nothing on me. Like, oh, hold on a minute. You, you have a jet? Hold on a minute. I'm handsome. Your jet can fade. My handsomeness cannot fade. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. we cannot have these conversations around normal people anymore. I can't walk up to a normal person, who, the old man, and say, I'm handsome. He'll think I'm full of myself, but actually I'm full of Christ. But you don't understand, I'm a new creation. And so now I'm, I'm handsome and I'm rich. And, if, I, and if, you, if you're a single guy who's handsome and rich, you're the most eligible bachelor. Now just, just think what, what it does to your life, man. Well, just think what it does to you. Two choices. Just two choices. Just two thoughts. Completely changes your life. See, the problem is you have 70,000 thoughts of yesterday that is causing you to be poor, miserable, Painful around people. <laughs> you think you are ugly, so everybody around you feels your ugliness. Oh, I'm poor. I don't know. I can't hang around with these rich people. They're all spending money. Who said that relationship costs money? Oh. Stop hanging around with those poor people. Hang around with people who don't need money to be in relationship with you. See, it completely changes your friend circle. And then over a period of time, now you are not, you're not, I don't need to be, uh, what, what's that, rags to riches? That doesn't exist. Come on, just think, the rags to riches story is an old man story. The day you gave your life to Jesus, he removed your rags away and he gave you royal robes. Robes of righteousness, robes of praise, robes of glory. If you can only think, if you can only think new thoughts, God thoughts every single day, it will completely change your life. You will not need another man to pray for you. You will need you'll not need another man to, to lay hands on you and do this and give you, hey, look to man to, to do them favors, you know, yeah. stuff that we do in the office. I'll try to be nice to my boss so he can promote me. You don't have to do anything. Just ask the Lord, who are you? Who you are to him. Just ask him who you are to him. And when he says who you are to him, build, the, your, your, build your cosmos in your mind. Just like when he spoke, it created all of creation. Everything was in its perfect place. When God speaks, he puts you in the perfect place. The perfect place is Christ, the new man. Let's stand up. Stand up.